Okay, hey everybody, this is George Ortega. This is the Free Will Science and Religion podcast. I'm here with Jamie Soden, Anthony Bishop, Trick Slattery, Chandler Klebs, David Joseph, and Brad Stansell. And the topic for today's talk is how certain governments, certain rich groups of people, successful groups of people, will use the free will belief in order to indict and blame and punish and deprive uh, marginalized people. For example, like the poor, they will blame the poor for being poor, you know, relying on free will for the rationale. So like basically this belief in free will, you know, provides the, um, the reasoning for these um, very rich, powerful people to create injustices and maintain injustices in the world. Um, Jamie, how, how does this work in, in the UK? How, how are you seeing this happen? Well, I sometimes get word from it um, about, you know, from Anthony, because Anthony sometimes uh, tells me about, you know, the, what the Tories uh, have been doing. I mean, you get these um, news stories coming out of them, privatising the NHS. Is that right, Anthony? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Like, I mean, they, they're trying to go into a new set now. Rather than going to the, get the National Health Service, they're trying to bring in a PHS, which is like pay health um, like center and stuff instead. Uh, it's going to be centered around so people has to pay for the health services instead rather than like um, getting it for free for people who are vulnerable in their old um, age pensioners and that who usually get it for free. And I think at that point, I think the government are going down a wrong way and they're going to be killing more people. I think when they had the bedroom tax in for the UK going back two, three years ago, but 10,000 people died in 2013. And that was due to the government who was enforced it into people. So they're Americanizing our um, health care system. Right. So, all right, David, what's your what's your yeah. take on this? Do you, do, you, do you notice this happening in the UK? Because this this certainly happens in the US. Um, I think it all falls under the, uh, the heading of uh, structural violence, doesn't it? Something along those lines, you know, just um, you know, people being uh, in poverty and not being able to afford what they need to survive. You know? Yeah, but a lot of it comes from like um, personal blame towards uh, people who don't have a lot. You know. Oh sure, sure, yeah. I mean, um, you know, when you look on someone's birth certificate, you may have died of a, of a heart attack because mm. because they didn't have the uh, the affluent, uh, affluent lifestyle of someone who can afford to go to the gym or afford to eat healthily. You know, they they put that person dies of a heart attack, so they understand that there's a cause there. Mm -hmm. But what they don't put is that person died of a heart attack because they couldn't afford to live the lifestyle of the other guy who's living healthily. And right. So, so it seems like people, you know, very, very rich. And, you know, here in the United States, income equality, uh, inequality is, is major. It's vast. I think it's, there's more in, income inequality now than perhaps ever in the history of the United States. And it, it, it may be similar in the UK. So like, um, trick, does it seem to you that the rich are using free will belief as a way of essentially um, justifying their being able to like control and own um, as much wealth as they can and, and thereby just like, you know, be able to like neglect um, not just, I think, the, the poor, but the middle class. Do, do you see that that's kind of like a, a rationale? And how do you think it, it would work without the free will belief? I think 
well, they're definitely using the free will belief, but I don't think they re actually realize it. Like, I, I, I think, um, you know, they actually do believe in free will. They're not just using the belief for this reason. They actually think that people could have, you know, uh, people deserve what, whatever position they're in. So, so if someone makes it to the top, they deserved it because they, um, they worked hard. They worked hard or whatnot. But and someone, you know, someone at the bottom, they didn't work hard. Uh, but what they don't realize, and this goes back into the whole otherwise thing, is that they couldn't have done otherwise. Those those people that didn't work hard, they had that was their causal set up. They couldn't uh, prevent themselves from not working hard. So sure. so that's the part that that um, that they they don't really get. So they think, oh, especially when they see somebody that does, you know, is at, at the poverty level, and then they happen to bump themselves out of the poverty level and make it big or something like that. They'll, they'll use that example and they'll say, well, this person did it. So anybody Everybody else can, can do it. it. Right. So anybody can do it. But, but this is a mistaken thinking and it's, 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 um, it's them not understanding that, that causal variables are different for each person. Uh, so, so, so they use that to their advantage, but, but they don't recognize, uh, the fact that, that people can't really lift themselves out of poverty, uh, that, that, that they don't really have the causal structure to do that. So, so it's this whole this whole idea of deserve basically uh, is what um, what kind of gives the whole sense of entitlement. So, so they think that that uh, this person X deserves the the position that they're in, which is at the top. Uh, they're entitled to it because um, because you know they worked hard for it. But this person at the lower level, they don't deserve it. So, uh, because all right, I hear you. So, so Brad, Brad, how about if, like, you know, tomorrow, next week, you know, by some miracle, the entire world comes to understand that free will is an illusion, including the rich and powerful. How do you think that would change the structure of how they do things? Personally, I don't think it would change much at all. I mean, it would be a revelation, to be sure. Um, but I don't think it'd be a revolution, per se. Um I think we'd still have the same problems. We'd still have to deal with the same issues like poverty and uh, the less less people with the lower station in life, people with uh, who think they deserve it all, the Ross Perot's of the world. Um, just, I mean, it would be a it would be a philosophy that people could live by, but it really wouldn't change much. I mean, I think we would still have to hold people to being responsible for their actions uh, just as much as, I mean, I don't know if you guys heard about, uh, you probably did, the uh, the woman who drowned her kids in the bathtub and then she said, oh, God told me to do it. Um, All right, yeah, no, I get we have a kind of a We have kind of a Christian society over here in the States, but you still, I mean, we, we, put her face to the fire and you know she was responsible for her actions despite the fact that she blamed god you know it wasn't my fault it was god's fault but we'd still have the same problems even if if it was from an atheist atheistic pursuit that there is no free will i don't think um, we, we would actually say that she was really responsible what, what we 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 deter such we we would um incarcerate to prevent from happening again but we wouldn't really say that that she could have done something other than what she did uh that and that's the kind of key there if she couldn't have done something other than she did then then she's not really 
any more responsible than a hurricane is for for knocking off your rooftop. Um, yes, we want to stop the hurricane. We want to prevent the hurricane. We want to, uh, if we can put yeah. the hurricane in a box, we'll do that. Yes, because in terms, we don't want in terms, to, so this this is about like compensation for for effort, and and like when you think about it, for example, like do you think that. For example, people who are taller should have, you know, several special privileges than, than people who are not as tall. Or people who are whiter should have special privileges, you know, than, than darker skinned um, people. Because, like, basically, if, if you think that those seem unfair, then let's apply to, for example, intelligence and ambition and the kinds of qualities that allow certain people to excel over others. So in other words, like, because these qualities are not up to us, I think perhaps the rich may still want to, you know, cling to their beliefs out of self-interest because, again, they're human beings, you know, this is one of the, our failings. But I think um, the revolution would come in the sense of people of the middle class and the poor you know, finally saying, wait a minute, this is not fair. And, you know, I think it would be reflected in the political system. Anthony, how does that sound? What, what um, are your thoughts? Well, I think it's not really fair, to be honest, actually, because, I mean, you, uh, you talk about these people who are rich, powerful people, and they were on top and that they deserve these things because they've earned it. I've, no, I've noticed in papers there's some people who are rich and powerful and they've just been put there for uh, no reason. They haven't done anything for it. They've um, not got any equalities at all. They've got no ambitions to step there. All they want is just the money and stuff. Yeah, they've inherited it or they've um, got it given to them, like food, um, like um, sent to them and stuff like, and like, they've grown into the family for it and like, there's uh, silver spoons put in their mouths and stuff. And like, to be honest, I mean, I mean, would you want to give those sort of people um, the luxuries, the rewards for it when they've done nothing? Is, isn't that wasn't that the rationale for um, abolishing the monarchy? You know, this this idea that, you know, because one's father and grandfather had title and had these kinds of privileges because of title, then the children automatically without any kind of like deserving or, or even abilities or qualities, you know, um, necessi necessitated that or just like uh, deserve that. Chandler, what, what's your thought? Well, yeah, people act like, for example, a king, you know, um, like their one of their sons would become the next king, not because this person was qualified to, you know, lead a country or whatever, but because they were the biological son, you know, firstborn or something of this other king, as if that has anything to do with it. So, yeah, this is an example where people inherit something, but it doesn't mean that they deserve it in any sense. It doesn't mean that they will even know how to use it effectively. And this is a serious problem because it happens all the time. People, yeah. they inherit stuff from their their parents or grandparents, you know, and this gives them an advantage in life that others don't have, just as, you know, our talents, our abilities biologically, you know, that we don't choose, give certain advantages and disadvantages. So, yeah, it's the same old thing, realizing that nobody is any more deserving than anyone else. And yeah, it's it's really frustrating. Excellent. All right, now, Trick, you you raised a, a very important point before. Basically, you know, these rich and powerful, they don't believe they're doing anything wrong. You know, because they believe in free will. 
so so David, I mean, how how would that um, understanding basically um, frame or guide how we might go about changing the world? In other words, we don't want to vilify them. We don't want to condemn them because they don't have a free will. They're go they're going you know, with their guiding beliefs. So what would Trick's um, basically statement about they're really not understanding that, that, um, that they don't have a free will, you know, how would that re reflect how we would go about changing the world to the, to the extent that we, we would want to in order to make it more fair? Um, so we're talking about the, uh, the flip side of, of blame, basically. So you've got blame on one hand and you've got... Um, you know, saying you deserve something on the other for something that you've done, despite the fact that you didn't really choose to do it. Exactly. In other words, like this is like this is more of kind of like a, a strategic political um, question. In other words, like we don't want to vilify them. We don't want to condemn them. We don't want to blame them for their beliefs. So how do we, you know, how do we present this this truth to them in a way that they can accept without? Because like, what happens, like, you know, when when we know when people believe in free will, they will, you know, and you accuse them of something, you know, they're going to blame themselves. They're going to, and actually, they they may deny what they did. They'll they'll go into defensive postures and all. So like, how do we approach? the rich in a way that, um, that they're not going to feel that way, that they're not going to feel indicted, and that hopefully can better appreciate the, the, the vast implications of our not having a free will. Um, can you ask me one about sport? <laughs> All right. Um, Trick, why don't you handle that one? It has to do with ego and, and, and trying to and, – and I don't think it's really – something easy to do at all. I don't, I don't even know if we can do it um, because uh, the people at, the, at that level, a lot of times they have this, this uh, egoist um, psychology that's already built in. So, so, it's, so it's kind of playing to that psychology. And, and, and once that psychology is there, you know, it, it's really something hard to combat. So, so, yeah, so I, I don't they're really narcissistic and it's um, hard to get someone out of that mindset. Yeah, they're pretty yeah, much yeah. born with that. Yeah. yeah, right. So, so they, they think, you know, that, that whatever they've done, you know, deserves whatever they get. They, they, they have this, the, the egoism to, to already, you know, say that they, basically they're giving themselves ownership rights. So, so, and this is another topic probably we should get into at some point is, is how free, the whole lack of free will belief ties into this idea of ownership rights because it, it really changes things around on, on that side of things too. But they think that they own it because they think they deserve it. So it all ties back into deserve, and then they and think they deserve it because they have free will. So, so how do how do we get them to um, understand that uh, that this isn't the case? We have to we have to combat combat their idea of free will. But that's you know that's not an easy task for these people. So. I don't know. <laughs> right. All right. So, so basically, because the, the problem is that we need to get them to understand because, you know, they are essentially in control of the education system, the politics, the media, you know, at least here in the United States, you know, pretty much um, so much of our politics and what happens or doesn't happen is controlled by, by money, you know, the money in politics. So, all right, Brad, how... How could we, um, how do you think we would need to address them? What do you think we could say to them to get them to, to better understand not, not just 
that that we don't have a free will, that it's, you know, it's virtually impossible and all, but that it might actually benefit them, you know, like, because I think, you know, coming from self-interest, is there any benefit to them to kind of like understanding that, that nothing is up to us? There is absolutely none. And that's, that's, I mean, you're not going to convince them that what they did in their past does not somehow... I want to avoid this word, but entitle them to what they have. I mean, Bill Gates, for example, he came from a garage and now he owns an empire, but still he's in that position where he gives away a lot of his profit to other to other people. And it's that sense of altruism that you really need to instill in the upper class in order to benefit everyone. And a lot of them are avoid it they don't want to go that route because it sounds a lot like in the big c word communism um and we spent a whole decade trying to get rid of that but um communism it's not such a bad thing because it benefits everybody i mean socialism the same way you're not you're really not going to convince these you're not going to convince them by saying there's no free will, therefore you need to give away everything because, I mean, George, I mean, I know you wrote a book. I mean, do you think you should benefit from the sale of that book, from people buying that book? Do you think uh, people, you should benefit from people being intrigued by that book? I mean, uh, by this line of thinking, I mean, you shouldn't get any of the profits from that book. I mean, regardless of its capitalism or cult communism, ultimately. <laughs> Brad, yeah. right, you make a it's, good point. Here, here's my answer would be, for example, like I think medicine is a perfect example. You know, you've got these doctors. I really admire doctors, the medical profession, because they have to work so hard for so many years to then, you know, help the world to help, you know, keep the world healthy and all. And so, like, so basically, if they're going to, like, spend that much effort, and, and, and I, I actually don't think they should have to pay for their education, I think, you know, society, because of the service they, you know, they do for us. But, like, if they're spending that much effort, then absolutely, they, they deserve, I think, a lot more money than, let's say, somebody who decides to become a professional caddy, you know, because they like to just walk around on golf course, courses because it's pleasant and all. But but the idea is like so where is the limit? In other words, like yes, fine. Let's let's pay the, the doctors five, ten times more than than let's say uh, waitresses or, or you know I'd, whatever. I'd like, George, I'd like to say that that I would think that they actually don't deserve more, but but that we have to play to incentives uh, to get people to be productive, and that and that's the that's the problem with 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 the idea that that we don't have free will. Or the idea that we have free will is because because so many people think we have free will, we we have to play to those incentives. We have to um, uh, play a balancing act between basically unfairness and incentives. So 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 it's a scale that we have to we have to for economically play to. Otherwise, we're not going to have a productive society. But but the problem comes down to not the fact that they actually deserve the more money. It's just a um, mechanism to make them more productive. So, so, yeah. and then that production obviously will help society out in the long run. So, so we have to have that. Um, if we didn't have to have that, then, then it wouldn't be a big deal. But since we have to have that, then we need to play that play to those incentives. But the, I, I don't like the, 
I don't like the idea that they actually deserve. No, I I agree with you. It was it was a wrong choice of words. It's basically the economic equivalent of our reward and punishment system, like in criminal justice. In other words, like we know even nothing's up to any of us, but we need to maintain civilization. We need laws. We need rules. So we need to have punishments and rewards to motivate our behavior. And yes, this this also applies not just to the criminal justice system. But to the economic system. That, that's a great point, Trick. Yep. Actually, could yeah. I say something at all? Yeah. Absolutely, Anthony. Yeah. Right. I mean, as like for David Cameron, for instance, he goes um, on holiday for like seven times, eight times a year. And the thing is, I mean, does he deserve to go on holiday, even though he's the prime minister of the United Kingdom, right? Is Does he deserve to go to all these places and be funded all this money for him just to see to these other people? Anthony, can I ask you a question? Yeah. I think what you mean to say is, does he does he deserve those holidays more than other people? Is that what you? Yeah, that, that, I'm just getting to that bit though. But I mean, yeah. like, you got real people out there with real jobs, right? And they've worked all their entire lives, and they've got all this money saved up. And then in a the blink of an eye, David Cameron puts a big fucking huge tax on them, and then just takes half of their like actually probably a third of their money away from them. And they've earned that. And to be honest, with retirements, they go into these houses. They have their own, um, these rented houses. And then suddenly they've been in their houses for about 50, 60 years, which they've lived there, there all their lives and stuff. Then David Cameron comes along and says, well, because you've got an extra spare bedroom, right, we're going to put a tax on that. And we're also, as we're going to put a tax on that, right, you're going to have to move out and get these other houses, uh, that other house, the same house, for other people, for new families, uh, members to move in. So you'll have to go out on the street or you have to find somewhere else to live. I mean, it doesn't seem fair. So he seems to be making the poor make sacrifices, but he doesn't want to, like, have the, the rich make sacrifices. Yeah. All right. So, like, you know, these, you know, the rich, and again, like, you know, again, um, whether it's criminals or the rich, if we had their experience, if we had their background, if they, if we were in their shoes, we'd probably be thinking pretty much like they. So it's not a matter of blame, but in terms of getting them to understand, how about from self-interest? How about like, you know, the the current, I think that, you know, the, the number of billionaires in the year, in, in the world now, I think they combine, they own and control more wealth than, I don't know, at least at least 90% of, of the rest of the world. And like the problem with that, um, if you consider it relative to climate change, basically, and, and this is also free will, basically they're saying, you know, of my free will, I'm entitled to do whatever I want with this, including, you know, controlling our uh, governments as much as the law will allow. And, you know, they kind of like try to create laws that allow them more and more to do that. So in terms of self-interest, to the extent that we allow them to control a lot more money, for their personal interest and not basically, you know, not really being very concerned of the public welfare or the future, then what happens is that, like, they will probably much be much more likely to continue and maintain and promote the kinds of, like, industries and policies and practices that will it will make a, a climate change that's already devastating already who knows how how we're going to like get out of it but it can only make it worse so in other words like if you know as a message to them if they care about their children grandchildren great grandchildren that might be a way to get them to under to to appreciate you know that that they're not having a free will that nobody's having a free will 
does have vast implications that like, you know, it can really um, change things, not just for the rest of the world, but for them as well. David, how's yeah, that sound? Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds good yeah. to me. Um, you, sorry, Chandler, were you going to? Yeah, yeah, I had something to say. Um, actually, I want to respond to what Brad said, you know, about how you publish books. Do you deserve to take the royalties from that and all that? And what's interesting is I think that's a subject for a whole other podcast to go at it in length about ownership, copyright, authors, all that kind of stuff since, you know, George Trick and I have published books. So that's a very good topic. But, yeah, um, I agree with what, you know, Trick said. It's more of an incentive thing. Like you understand that people, in order to encourage them to keep doing something because it's valuable, you want to financially reward them even though they don't technically deserve it. So there's still an incentive there. Also, also just to clarify, clarify that, that whole like book thing or, or whatever, um, if, we were, if, if one individual person was to give all their wealth away to, you know, to everybody, basically all that does is it puts one individual into the poverty level. If everybody, on the other hand, if everybody in the whole world distributed their wealth equally, then then that person would not be in poverty. So so there's a big difference between everybody distributing their wealth and an, an individual distributing their wealth. So so it's it's an understanding that has to be global before before um, uh, something like not caring about profit for, from a book becomes practical or, or whatever or, or whatever thing you do. Um, profit is kind of important right now only because it'll put you into the poverty level and it's not going to make a big difference globally. Um, so, so we have to distinguish between these two things. There's, there's a global uh, understanding of a lack of free will and then there's individual, uh, single individual that who, who, if they were going to distribute their wealth, uh, it's not going to help much <laughs> and it'll make their, their life worse, basically. So. I actually heard that the top 100 billionaires could solve poverty overnight if they put their their spare money together i don't i don't know how true that is though i'm not gonna actually david um, yeah i'm I'm, I'm, i I was bringing up uh, george's books simply because it's it's a matter of motivation you're not going to convince any billionaire to distribute his wealth by saying um hey you have no free will might as well distribute your wealth They'll, they'll just say uh Okay, I don't care. I'm, I'm I live fine without free will, I guess, because uh, they 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 don't really care about that. It's a matter of motivation and desire. Um, I think you approach the problem essentially from, yeah, you can be the biggest, you can be the first gazillionaire in the world, and you'll be the only gazillionaire in the world, and you'll be, uh, you can be the only person in the world with a million dollars, but you'll still be the only person in the world. You need everybody else. It's a community. You need to make them understand the synergy between people uh, in order to, I mean, it really, this, this problem has really nothing to do with free will. It's, it's a matter of synergy because, I mean, they can't, it, you brought up the person who's going to be a professional caddy for the rest of their life. Uh, yeah, you can go golfing with a million dollars, but yeah, unless you have that, caddy i mean everybody has a everybody has a role to play and it's it's a synergy of it of community really i mean one person cannot survive on the entire world if they're the only person there they need other people and they need to support the community 
And that's really what it comes down to. That's really what this argument comes down to because, I mean, it, as much as I like to talk about free will, it really has nothing to do with free will because they don't, they don't care about that. They'll just say, okay, I'm, I'm still getting martinis every day. Uh, I'll, I'll just spend my money. Fine. I don't have free will. Fine. I'll drink, drink to that. Um, but you really have to encourage them to support the community because it's really the community. It takes a, it takes a community to raise a child. I mean, you need that support system in order for you to make your money. So you might as well support it. You might as well give, give a child an education. You might as well give somebody, uh, food instead of, uh, bullets, you know, (laughs) absolutely. Guys, we got about uh, a little over a minute left. Brad, you're right. I mean, if if um, basically the the rich are not, you know, um, so very separate from the rest of the world, emotions are contagious. And for example, if if this free will belief among the population is driving people to logically blame each other and indict each other and accuse each other and you know go after each other, you have to you know, positive that perhaps it's creating a global environment that isn't as peaceful as it could be. So like, so, you know, we, we want to explore, you know, now we're at the point where we, we've pretty much refuted free will. So now we're getting into like, what does it mean? And so we're, we're going to explore this in much more detail. All right. So um, this is George Ortega for Free Will, Science and Religion with Jamie Soden, Anthony Bishop, Trick Slattery, Chandler Klebs, David Joseph and Brad Stansell. And we're going to be back talking about this, you know, just exploring the vast implications of our world overcoming the belief in free will. Okay, thanks for listening.